0: This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out of home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics Studios, please welcome your public affairs radio
1: host, Adam Ritz.
0: Hey, welcome to The Adam Ritz Show. My name is Guess What? Adam Ritz, and. On the phone is Jay Baker, social distancing from 10.3 miles away. Hi, Jay, how are you? Thanks for joining me.
1: Hey, I'm doing great. I'm in my special studio, which looks suspiciously like a walk-in closet.
0: Yeah, you know what? If you've uh, ever thought about doing voiceover work, uh, and you want to audition, just use the voice memo recorder on your phone, go into your closet, the uh, clothes hanging on the rods, act like the uh, spongy wall that uh, <laughs> absorbs the echo and you'll be good to go. That's why uh, Jay sounds so good from his home studio, a.k.a. his walk-in closet. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, we're going to cover some public affairs issues this week. I uh, have some headlines that have come across my desk Uh uh, a lot of this is COVID related. We've been uh, really since March looking at life under COVID uh, in almost every single weekly episode since the middle of March. And uh, these topics continue. There was an Irish pub, Jay, that banned the Sweet Caroline sing along inside the no bar kidding. due to health concerns. So if you've ever hmm. seen, if you've been part of one of those sing alongs or you've seen, um, a scene in a famous movie where they're singing Sweet Caroline, uh, the, the Neil—what's um, his name? Oh, my God. Yeah, Neil, 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 Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Yeah. I, Sadaka almost peep, creeped into my head. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Neil Diamond. Uh, but, yeah, when you're singing Sweet Caroline, you're hanging on the guy next to you. I mean, your arms are intertwined. You've got arms around shoulders. You're swaying back and forth in this Irish pub bandit <laughs> due to health yeah. concerns.
1: I could see that. I guess
0: hard to sing "Sweet Caroline" with six feet uh, between <laughs> you. Uh, more COVID safety advice uh, due to a, or or thanks to a recent study. When traveling by car with non-family members, uh, to be safer inside your car, scientists say you should do these two things. Number one, make sure the air re- recycler is off. So there's a little okay. button uh, down on your your climate control. It's the air recycler. And you know, you can recycle air. So if in the colder months, you've got warmer air in the car, once the heater warms up, you can recycle the warm air, vice versa with the air conditioning. Well, they want you to turn the air recycler off. uh, So you don't recycle the same germs, I guess. And number two, this one's, you would have thought of this one, Number two, open some windows. Crack a window. A steady stream of fresh air can help to dilute any viral particles that might be present inside your car. And you know, and three, don't sing "Sweet Caroline."
1: No, don't
0: do that, Neil Diamond. I also uh, (laughs) came across this uh, story from uh, a convenience store called Turkey Hill. You've seen these around, haven't you? Turkey Hill? Oh, I sure have. Yeah. Well, they've partnered with Disabled American Veterans, an organization that changes the lives of more than 1 million veterans every year. And what they're doing is they're doing the rounding up. Have you seen that when you've been shopping, out shopping, you can opt in and round up your change when you check out and your change will go to charity?
1: Yes, and there is a serious lack of change in our world right now.
0: So you can click a button on the uh, touch screen when you check out and round up your change, and Turkey Hill is hoping to raise more than $250,000 for disabled American veterans to help injured and ill veterans uh, access a full range of benefits. So we uh, tip our hats to Turkey Hill and anyone who's, any retail who's doing the rounding up For charity, They're also offering a a free cup of coffee to all service members and veterans uh, as a thank you for sacrifices. So if you're a veteran, you can swing into any Turkey Hill and get a free cup of coffee while supplies last.
1: How about that? Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's nice.
0: Now, we've talked on previous episodes about um, entertainment, especially, you know, during COVID. uh, You've been maybe looking for movies to watch games to play family fun nights i mean vacations have been canceled and there's not a whole lot to do or go see so here's something to add to that list i know my kids were waiting for this mulan the disney blockbuster that was supposed to be uh, released by now and they've kept pushing back the premiere date thanks to movie theaters still being closed well they've Decided, Disney that is, have just decided to release this thing straight to streaming. On September 4th, this potential blockbuster will be available on Disney Plus for $24.99.
1: How about that? Well, I know that uh, Disney Plus has been a very successful streaming service. And as you know, that that's not maybe such a bad price to pay, even though that isn't. Fairly high price to see a first-run film.
0: That's the highest price I've seen. I know a, a couple of the movies on demand I've I've uh, watched in my home theater, which is also known as my living room. Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I call it my home theater. I, I've watched a couple of movies that were twenty dollars, and they, you know they were new, um, right? Straight to streaming, and I, that price didn't bother me at all because I knew if I if I took myself. And my two kids to see this movie in the theater, it would have been thirty-three dollars, you know, with an eleven dollar per ticket. So twenty bucks didn't seem too bad to me, and uh, I enjoyed the film. So this is the highest price I've seen for a brand new movie, and I still think it is a sweet call, a sweet price. That's the sweet spot, twenty-four ninety-nine. And I think, you know, I remember when uh, one of the Pirates of the Caribbean came out years ago, maybe a decade ago. People were talking about, and that's you know, after home theaters were, were starting to be the norm. I mean, there are a lot of homes, um, not just mansions like when it started, but a lot of homes in the basement, all you needed were some was some drywall and some some subfloor, and you could build your own home theater with a projector. And once those became a little more I guess common around neighborhoods in America, people were talking about, hey, how much would you pay just to get the brand new Pirates of the Caribbean? You know, you don't even have to go to the movie. It just right. it streams. You can stream it right to your house. Uh, save the driving, make, you know, order a pizza, make your own popcorn. You don't have to buy $10 popcorn. You don't have to buy a $12 ticket for a family of seven. Uh, how much would you pay? And, and I remember we were talking, uh, just some buddies of mine were like, 50 bucks. I'd easily pay 50 bucks. Rather than take my family of five to the theater, even though you're giving up that giant twenty-yard-wide screen, but I'm telling you, if you have a a, a four hundred or five hundred-inch screen and you're only sitting eight feet away from it, it's better than the movie theater. Oh, I know. <laughs> so this, I think this is really going to change uh, a lot of a, a lot of the ways people consume blockbuster movies. I think people are going to be I think you're going to see more of this. Brand new movies, straight to streaming, for twenty five to fifty bucks a pop. For to, to watch it for, uh, you know, you get a twenty four hour period to watch it. You can watch it once or twice. Your kids can watch it five or six times, and then and then it's gone. And uh, that I think that's the you keep hearing about the new normal. I believe that's going to be the new normal in uh, out of Hollywood.
1: Well, thanks to you, I took one of your entertainment tips and got to see Tom Hanks's. Uh, latest film called Greyhound is World War II film. And uh, you got it if you became a member of Apple Plus streaming service. And, um, you know, I can't remember the exact pricing structure, but I paid for a month of Apple Plus and got the movie. And I got that because of your recommendation. And as you said, you want to see a blockbuster film. This is probably the only way you're going to do it is through a streaming service until we get the rest of the stuff sorted out
0: what is your professional uh opinion of greyhound starring tom hanks well
1: you know tom hanks is amazing Eh, and he's okay he's he's okay (laughs) he could make a film of himself walking across a room and you'd go it's an Academy Award-winning performance. He's just one of those guys that just brings everything to life. Uh, the movie is very good. It was shot uh, on a real World War II ship, so the, you know, the actual scenes are very well done. It's a little too technical, and it's a little too non-realistic in parts, but it is based on a historic overall event. I'd give the movie a B+. Plus.
0: Okay, I'm gonna check it out. I uh, I do like a good uh, World War II movie, and uh, you know Tom Hanks, he's all right. Yeah, he's he's getting better. He's if he applies himself. <laughs> imagine what he could do if he just applied himself. Yeah. Uh, I also saw uh, you know you've heard about the the COVID nineteen in poundage. You know people. I think the uh, the the average American has gained sixteen to nineteen pounds while. Um, sheltering in place at home with all those, uh, I guess, hostess and cookies that are just a a few feet away in the kitchen pantry. Uh, Well, here's some weight loss, uh, I guess, uh, advice from experts reminding us that if we eat too fast, our brain might not recognize that we're full until after we've already consumed more than enough calories. So uh, there's yet another reason to slow down while you're chewing at mealtime. Chewing more could make you eat less. A study showed that participants who chewed about two and a half times more than the typical 15 times caused them to eat almost 12% fewer calories. So I'm going to try that tonight. Will you do that, Jay, tonight when you have dinner?
1: I'll give it a try.
0: Uh, the The average chew is 15 times you take a bite you chew 15 times you swallow it i'm gonna i'm gonna chew 45 times i'm gonna count i'm actually gonna count and see if i eat less it's not
1: a bad idea and if it works wouldn't that be great
0: and yeah i mean it might it might and i know you're impressed that i uh could do that math
1: (laughs) i'm amazed not amazed i'm not Forget impressed. I'm amazed.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm going to pull out a calculator later to make sure I was uh... close. Not right, just close. All right, you're listening to The Adam Rich Show. We talk about public affairs and try to have some fun doing it, making uh, some tough subjects seem a little lighter. We're brought to you in part by Vibonomics. Their website is vibonomics.com. We have a link to it on our website, adamrichshow.com. Vibonomics is an audio. Uh, enhancer, they create um, an audio vibe inside retail spaces across America with uh, licensed music, voiceover messaging, marketing messages, and advertisements airing between the songs so that stores sound like they have their very own radio station. You can learn about them again at vibonomics.com. Jay Baker, what's up?
1: Well, we, Adam, are in the dog days of summer, and I didn't know if you knew that or not
0: okay uh you know i've always heard the dog days of summer i didn't know that was it it actually applied to a certain date Early early august is the uh the dog days of summer
1: it goes from and i just found this out today it goes from july 3rd to august 11th so you don't have too much more time to enjoy the dog days of summer but it's an actual thing you've undoubtedly heard that phrase and when you first heard that phrase, did you think that somebody was making it up when you heard it?
0: You know, I just thought it meant um, like when you look at a dog when it's hot and it's just panting and its tongue is hanging out and he's gasping for air. That's how I feel when it's, sure. you know, August and humidity and 90 degrees. I feel like that dog.
1: It's always purported to be the hottest part of summer though we know in many areas august and september are plenty toasty and we've had kind of a warm summer for many parts of our country but dog days of summer refers to the dog star and is it serious or serious? do you know because i don't
0: i've always called it sirius sirius yeah, okay the dog star you
1: have to be serious about the dog star but it I'm is often oftentimes... serious
0: about astronomy <laughs> i would yes. say serious
1: There you go. So Sirius, the dog star, tends to be higher during that time period. And then after August 11th, it recedes into the night sky. You and I work with a couple of people that are way into astronomy. And while I admire astronomy, I'm not sure I could give their dedication. These were the same guys that got up at about 4 a.m. to watch a comet.
0: You know, without them in our engineering department, I don't think I would have seen that comet. And thanks to their Facebook page, I got a really good look. I slept in. I didn't even have to wake up, and I got the best (laughs) look of that comment from them.
1: When I heard 4 a.m. and binoculars and telescopes, I went, oh, well, thanks (laughs) for posting the
0: pictures.
1: (laughs) It's a little too much for me. One day that we're going to be able to enjoy, and this year it falls on a Monday, Adam, National Duran Duran Appreciation Day it's coming up August 10th.
0: I did not know that. I got to I want to get involved. Is there a par- I thought well- you
1: might. I I have some background on how this became a day. I have some very interesting tidbits about Duran Duran which you and I both know is a very fascinating band and they were obviously very talented but they benefited greatly from mtv back when mtv played music videos
0: you know a couple of good-looking guys with uh with those 80s threads and uh, yeah some pink hairspray and some eyeliner or guyliner
1: <laughs> there was no chance that band
0: wasn't going to just explode did they form or get a record deal on august 10th i can't i can't wait to hear what august 10th has to do with it
1: well august 10th was initially set up by a disc jockey. August 10th was his birthday, but he loved Duran Duran so much, he actually made it a day. And within groups of Duran Duran fans, they too recognize August 10th as Duran Duran Appreciation Day, <laughs> which I think is wonderful and arbitrary all at once.
0: You know, my, my mom's birthday is August 10th. And I'm going to oh, get wow. her a Duran Duran T-shirt. <laughs> See, that
1: would be perfect for her.
0: She'll, Can you imagine? She'll say, who the heck is Duran Duran?
1: <laughs> She's been a lifelong fan, there's no doubt. Now, um, you'll find this very... I I found this to be a fascinating sidebar to Duran Duran. And this will tie into something you and I talk a lot about. Uh, Duran Duran, you probably remember... One of their, you know, they had so many great songs like "Hungry Like Hungry Like a Wolf" and what was that? Uh, something, Rio. The thing about Rio. Hungry yeah, Like and- the
0: Wolf was uh, was their first huge radio hit, and yes. I mean, when I hear that song and it starts with the lady laughing, and there's like a female voice laughing, and then it kicks in, I feel like I'm in seventh grade immediately when I hear that sure. song because that's all you heard on the radio uh, back People in uh, have- '83. Was it '83?
1: Yeah, probably about then, and people have such great memories of Duran Duran. Girls on Film. Remember, it starts out with the camera shutter and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But they actually created a song for one of the James Bond films, "A View to a
0: Kill," with Christopher Walken as the bad guy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's back when James Bond. You know, we anticipated a James Bond film coming out just about every year, and this happened because John Taylor from the band Duran Duran was at a Wimbledon party with his girlfriend. And of course, you know, when you're a British rock musician, you hang out at Wimbledon parties. I know Mm -hmm. I never have, but I've never been a British rock star, (laughs) (laughs) but he bumps into cubby broccoli and the broccoli family famously own the franchise Mm -hmm. to the James Bond films. And John Taylor rather cheekily said to cubby hey why don't you make a good james bond film theme well cubby took him up on it and (laughs) said i'm going to introduce you to the music directors i'm going to introduce you to the director of the next film and you're on
0: i wonder if uh if that made paul mccartney mad (laughs) Live and well, Let absolutely. Die was a pretty. Live and Let Die was a pretty darn good theme. <laughs> it was a great theme,
1: but you're right. You wonder, you know, if that doesn't, you know, if you're Duran Duran, hey, I'm going to show the Beatles or I'm going to show yeah. Paul, who's king here. So they come up with the song A View to a Kill, which is, of course, the title of the film. It becomes a number one song in America. You'll see if the date is significant to you. July 13th. 1985,
0: July was that uh, Live Aid.
1: That was the date of Live Aid. So when Duran Duran walked on stage at Live Aid, they had a number one song in America the day of the concert.
0: What a cool little story! I I did not. I didn't know any of
1: that. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Now the the recording of a View to a Kill was the first time the band had been together for over a year. They had actually taken a a hiatus prior to that. And, um, live aid was the last time that the five would perform together until they reunited in 2001.
0: Wow. That, see, just another reason to, uh, for the people that were there to say, I was there, I was at that show. But I was not it, there, by the way.
1: <laughs> I know, but in light of Bohemian Rhapsody, in light of this little tidbit, doesn't Live Aid, it just really was such a pivotal event on about ten different levels?
0: It really was uh, scope, size, artists, yeah. Um,
1: the its place, social, Its yeah, place in pop culture, yeah.
0: uh, and and that you know, and nowadays it's there's virtual Zoom. Uh, streaming versions of songs and uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if if that could ever happen again. You know no. they, they've tried to have uh, you know giant productions like that and they, they succeed I guess if you if you make a dollar it's a su- you know a success but nothing like Live Aid I, I think that that'll be hard to reproduce or replicate.
1: Yeah, Live Aid was a great coming together from a lot of different musicians and a lot of absolutely amazing stories occurred including this one about duran duran and now the footnote to this story and this is the reason why people listen to the adam Ritt show that number one song of you to the kill was that was the first and so far only bond theme to become number one on the music charts
0: that is a great bragging, pat yourself on the back um, point f- for Duran Duran. Absolutely, Dura- for, yeah. For the James Bond franchise and everything that everyone that's performed, and we just mentioned Paul McCartney, "Live and Let Die." I know Sheena Easton was in there with uh, "For Your Eyes Only." Sure. Um, Carly Simon, nobody does it better. Didn't Adele uh, even do one? Adele and I did think one. Madonna recorded yeah. one. Yeah, uh, Tina so Turner, have- "Golden Eye." I mean. There's a lot oh, wow. of talent in there, and Duran Duran's the, the, the tops.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's kind of a startling uh, thing because you realize there have been some good songs, some great songs, but only one number one song to come out of the James Bond franchise. In fact, uh, let's never forget Shirley Bassey and her amazing vocal display on Goldfinger.
0: That's right.
1: What a a great song.
0: I wonder uh, how how high that got on the charts back in the uh, lounge singer days. (laughs) You know, I've got a little uh, Duran Duran uh, pop culture advice for you, and and this this sort of circles back to what we're talking about, watching movies with with your family, you know, self-quarantining or sheltering in place, and you're looking for stuff to do, family fun nights. There was a movie called Sing Street. Sing Street. Have you ever heard of that movie?
1: Boy, that does not ring a bell.
0: Well, I'll give all the credit to my daughters. I I would have not heard of this movie had it not been for them. They are uh, 18 and 21 now, and we watched this movie for the first time probably in 2016. I think the movie came out in 2015. And real quick synopsis, 15-year-old kid at a boarding school in Dublin, Ireland, uh, forms a band to impress a girl. I mean, there's a little more to it, but just this is only a half-hour show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this kid with no musical ability forms a band to impress a girl. And by the way, side note: the girl that he's impressing is Lucy Boynton, who plays uh, Mary in Bohemian Rhapsody, who's still dating okay. uh, uh, Molly Malick or Rami Malik, by the way. Uh, anyway, so it's one of her first movies, and she's fantastic in it. And the, the band that, that this kid sort of idolizes when he starts his band is Duran Duran, and his older brother uh, talks to him about music and heart and soul of music and, and, you know, the great bands of all time, and they consider Duran Duran to be one of those greatest bands of all time. And the, this movie takes place in Ireland in 1985. And I don't so think. What's funny is the band U two is never mentioned once in this movie, but it's a. There's some great Duran Duran references in this movie. If you're a Duran Duran fan, and if you like movies set in the mid '80s, a lot of Cure, New Order, Depeche Mode references. I highly recommend to watch this uh, family fun night. It's completely family friendly, and and it's pretty entertaining. Sing Street. Oh, that's cool. It's called Sing Street. Okay.
1: Well, you and I know that was a, a great era for if nothing else, just such a great cross section, because you did have all those great British rock bands. And then you had bands like you 2 who hadn't totally splashed under the scene yet. And you still had a bunch of old rock and roll bands. So arguably, the 80s were a pretty good era for music.
0: Now, let me ask you this, Jay, I we're, I think we're about 10 years apart. Uh, so in 1983, I was 13. Were you about 23? yes uh i did have a lot of items in my closet that could have been on set at a duran duran concert or music (laughs) video i had the pleather red pants i had the parachute pants i had you know the the button-down muscle shirt with zippers and snaps all over it (laughs) did at age 23 did you have any of that stuff or were you in the black t-shirt mode
1: I was in black T-shirt mode, uh, and you know why? I was working for a, what was sort of became a notorious FM rock station later, uh, and that was in our heyday. Was right there in the mid '80s,
0: and you you would have been assaulted. If you had worn the, the Duran Duran uh, uh, <laughs> outfit or uniform, you would have had the absolute ever living what beaten out of you if you dressed like
1: that. You would be considered decidedly unhip and if see, you were doing
0: that. And see, I was considered the coolest kid at my junior high school. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that
1: great? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, the perspective of the 80s. Well, Adam, as we get along here in the month of August, we have some things to look forward to. It's Family Fun Month. You pointed out that there's sort of a heightened awareness for family fun. And you've always said movie nights are great. I've always loved your thought processes of doing movie franchises. You take the films and their sequels because oftentimes the sequels aren't great but it's an interesting perspective because the film was good enough the first time around to merit a second time around.
0: Certainly. Yeah. Uh, another family fun night. I know across the country drive-in movies have made a comeback this year and I've already gone to about four or five drive-in movies with my, with my family, my, my kids, my, my nephews and nieces. Uh, we take two or three carloads of people out there with lawn chairs and uh, if you, in your area, have a drive-in movie theater uh, a short distance away, it's even if it's a, a little bit of a drive, it's worth planning for and going to at least once to have something sure. to do this summer since uh, travel has been cut back and there's not a whole lot to do.
1: I think it's funny, too, the perspective of the drive-in, because it used to be I'm trying to get my girlfriend alone, It's morphed into it's a great thing for your family. It's family, you know. You
0: can't beat the uh, the (laughs) drive-in concession stand. Remember the uh, the hot dog and the popsicle dancing around (laughs) during intermission. (laughs) Well, you know that's one of my favorite parts of going to the drive-in is the concession stand. Uh, And since since the new movies are not being released, they're showing old movies. So I, you know, we've seen Back to the Future, The Karate Kid. Um, I think this weekend, E.T. is playing, so it's a great chance to see some old movies on a big screen, under the stars. Uh, that is a great family fun night.
1: And isn't it fun, too, that some of these great movies, there's a reason why they're great, trendy, or not trendy, but, you know, sort of cultural touchstones. I mean, Karate Kid, let's face it, you know, that that wasn't a multi-academy award winner, but that's a fun movie.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely fun. It is. It is so fun. And Ralph Macchio, and he- I think he was like 38 years old when he was playing this 14 year old kid, uh, and he st- and he looks still looks 14 years old today.
1: Hey, we all need a Mister Miyagi in our lives to help guide us.
0: You yes, know that? wax on, wax off.
1: Mister Miyagi, he could become a big assistance about now. Uh, it is International Pirate Month. Of course pirates became much bigger after all those great johnny depp films yeah but you tend not to think in terms of pirates but they do have their month in
0: august that is uh that is interesting uh certainly especially since we were talking about how much you would pay to see pirates of the caribbean in your home theater when it first came out jay baker thank you so much for uh climbing aboard the adam rich show today uh hope you're staying safe and healthy Uh, as well as as all of our listeners. And if you'd like to hear past episodes of this broadcast, you can. uh, On our website, it's listed on demand, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.